Welcome to Regret Proof Your Life. I'm your host, Jesse G, here to help you start getting your shit together one simple change at a time. The more that you know, the easier it is to grow. So let's fucking go. All right, everybody. Today's episode is very near and dear to me, and you know all about this if you listened to last week's episode because I am actively working through the topic of today's episode myself, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. (laughs) Um, So here I go already. I'm like, I'm not going to bang on the table (laughs) this time, and we're going to be banging on the table apparently. Um, So If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I hit a brick wall myself and I crashed into the world of burnout, a world that I never thought I would see. For some reason, I was like, psh, that shit doesn't happen to me. That only happens to other people that don't know how to have boundaries and like manage their lives. Well, joke's on me. Little dose of humble soup because about a week ago, a little bit less than a week ago, uh, this started to settle in and we'll talk about what that felt like so that you can understand if maybe this is happening to you too. So as I heal and learn and work through this, I am going to take you guys along for the journey. That is the whole point of this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, you're on the same journey that I am and you're just looking for some help and guidance and inspiration along the way. So uh, hopefully you'll find some of that today. Before I get into things, I wanted to talk about the concept of dharma. Dharma is a Sanskrit word that translates literally to right direction, rightful duty, or righteous living. And the concept of Dharma is far deeper than that direct translation. Uh, Essentially, your Dharma is your life purpose. Your Dharma is your true calling, what you were put here to do. So I think I've heard it explained also. In, in terms of it being the intersection of finding what your gift in this life is, that thing that you love to do and that you're really good at, it's something that's going to be extremely fulfilling to you. And then you find a way to share that gift with the world in a way that allows you to make a living through your dharma. So if you're having a hard time visualizing, okay, well, who's living in their dharma? I would say like somebody like Deepak Chopra, like he is a very well-known spiritual teacher. He gets to do what he loves, like grow, learn, teach, and guide every day. And he has found a way to build a life of incredible wealth by doing it in a way that's like authentic to him that fills his cup up every day. Like that is dharma, you know? That is what I want. That is probably what you want too. And it's probably not what you're living today. And that might be why you feel like shit, as do I. So that's Dharma. Let's flip the coin to something totally different. Now let's talk about the concept of forced labor. Because if I fucking loathe anything, it's work, you guys. And I don't consider this work. I'm like learning and growing and getting to be a mini Deepak Chopra by doing this. So not this kind of work. The kind of work most of us have to do in order to pay our bills. So I'm living a life where I am seeking my dharma and my path in this life. And it sure as shit is not selling HR technology. 
Like, this is where my problems have festered and grown from. So like what I do isn't the worst thing in the world. It's actually pretty amazing. My company is amazing. It's super flexible. But at the end of the day, it's not fucking normal, okay? And it is normal to feel enraged. And like you don't belong in a world where people are brainwashed. Everybody around you is brainwashed. This is what I feel like for the most part. To think that work is the most important thing. Or I'm surrounded by people that like make their entire identity up based on work and like their job. Like if you ask them like, oh, like tell me about yourself. It's like that. They're leading with that. Like that is that is their whole fucking life. And that is the only way to prove yourself or your worth in life is through your job. Like you guys, if you fucking believe this, you've literally just been drinking the Kool-Aid. You're literally like, I'm so sorry to say this, but this is like, you're gonna have to like wake up from this. You're one of the fucking sheep. Okay. If you think just like this normal work that we all have to do that's unfulfilling, that takes up all of our time, that's like your W-2 work, that's like taking up most of your life, that is fucked, okay? And if you like believe and then th- and are somebody that's been living up like this is my whole identity, this is however my worth, it's like I promise you there's so much more out there. And you are so much more than that, okay? And if you're unhappy and not where you want to be in your life, it might be because you have unfortunately, right, been programmed by society, by our culture, by the status quo. I am just, I've just broken out of it and always been pissed the fuck off and rebellious about this since a young age. So I'm here to be like, no, this is not normal. And all these fuck faces around us are telling us that we – are crazy or something's wrong with us because we don't want to work. Like have how you've met people, right? You typically have older generations where if you anything comes up about you not wanting to work, it's like they think you're lazy and it's like, oh, what would you do if you with with all your time if you weren't working? It's like, oh my God, what what? I don't know about you, but I have a million things I could do all day that are so precious and fulfilling and that like nurture my soul every day that have nothing to do with work. Work is the last fucking thing that matters to me. But anyway, let me get back on track. Most of us are forced to work to survive, right? That's why this is forced labor. That's why you should be fucking angry about this because we are or feel trapped and like we don't have a choice. This is literally forced labor. We are being forced to work to survive. Fuck this. I am sickened by this and my soul feels in despair and darkened by the fact that this is the world we created. Like where we spend 80% or more of our time working instead of being present and truly living our lives and learning and growing and working on ourselves and all of these things that we're meant to be doing in this life that is so fucking short and that we only get one of. We're like, let's just waste it all away working because money is the most important thing. For fuck's sake, like I know that money is necessary, but we have gone so far and created a fucking disgusting world, right? I'm, my soul, I'm telling you, is like, I many times I don't even want to be here. I don't even want to fucking be here. I'm like, this was a mistake. Let's go back to where I came from. But anyways, through the rage that I'm clearly expressing to you guys, I'm sure you can tell by my tone, I fucking do not 
resonate with this. This shit pisses me off like none other. And it is my life's journey to break free of this bullshit. And this podcast is potentially like a step in that direction and a step to living out my dharma. So that's fucking incredible. Um, anyways, through this rage, there is an opportunity that surfaces though. There is another perspective. You can play devil's advocate because there's a choice to seek more, to create, to break free. And that is what I'm doing. And that is the journey that I'm taking all of you on. So with that, let's talk about burnout, but through a lens of spirituality, because I sure as shit was having a really hard time finding resources when I started to dive into this a few days ago. So let's just fucking make it. <laughs> so First, what I'm going to do is I want to share my rant with you in the form of what I'm experiencing right now. So some of this might be really helpful. You might pick up on some things that you're like, oh my God, me too. Oh, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. So I'll go through that and then we'll we'll talk through some tools and paths to relief that I have found already only a few days into this next healing and transformation journey. So I have a call with my coach in about an hour and a half. And that is one thing I'm so grateful for because the company I work for is a coaching company. So I just get access to unlimited professional coaching. But like these folks are, they can be like life coaches too. So I'm meeting with somebody that's also a spiritual goddess, crazy crystal lady in just a little bit. And this is what I shared with her in advance of our call, which you're probably going to laugh and be like, um, what are you even going to do on the call? Because you already shared everything, but we'll get some shit done. So here we go. What I shared with my coach is I think I'm experiencing burnout or something close to it. I think that I have an addiction to stress or being in survival mode, planning, list making, anything like that. It is bigger than just work. I started to feel really crappy and crash Saturday afternoon. And for reference for you guys, today is Thursday of that same week. And I've stayed in that same energy almost like a wounded animal that will snap and attack anyone that even looks at them wrong because I'm so tired of being in survival mode and planning mode that I'm about to fully collapse. I have no desire to work whatsoever. The thought of it makes me extremely angry because I'm aware that this is literally forced labor because of the fucked up world the idiots before us created. This is about my spiritual journey and path too. The addiction to stress and planning and being in survival mode does not vibrationally align with who I am becoming and who I desire to be in this life. So it's all coming to a head right now as the next big thing I need to work through and grow through. I'm extremely angry from a spiritual perspective that we've created the world we have where we all have to spend a majority of our time working jobs that are not fulfilling and not what we're truly meant to be doing. I literally feel like a prisoner being forced to work and waste away the best years of my life and I'm so mad about it. We're meant to be in nature, present, observing, contemplating, growing, literally just enjoying life and worshiping mother nature, feeling fulfilled with just the present moment at all times, not working our lives away like fucking robots. So there's that energy that's entirely consuming me too. 
in addition to talking through this and getting some perspective, I really need some resources. Um, that doesn't really matter, but like the resources that I was looking for, if you guys want to do more of your own research is, um, you know, more into the science and spiritual aspects of stress slash cortisol addiction, because I'm pretty sure that's what I'm suffering from. So it might not be exactly burnout, but I can see how it can quickly become that. But honestly, after I did some more research, it's burnout. It's all, all part of burnout. So back, back to this note. What is this addiction protecting me from? And I ask you to ask yourself the same. I go on to ask, is this mine or is this ancestral and just an inherited trait in my DNA? Um, I could see how this could be ancestral or from a past life because not having a plan would almost always mean certain death. And this is what it feels like to me. So I will be calling my energy healer for help as well. This is in my note to my coach. I'm seeing my energy healer in like three hours. So all hands on deck today, guys. Help us on the way. Even when I sleep, I toss and turn and feel this frantic, panicky, planning and list-making energy in my body and mind. It's like I'm slowly being crushed and it's getting harder and harder to breathe. My mind and body are being hijacked literally every 30 seconds. I cannot stay present. I realized this morning that the reason I love smoking weed so much is because if I smoke enough of it, it temporarily stops that cycle of the never-ending planning and list-making and to-dos and worrying, right? It stops that from consuming me, even if it's just for a few minutes. And I'm not even sure that I want to smoke weed because I know that it dulls my psychic senses and slows down my spiritual journey, like in, a, in the sense of, you know, I don't really remember my dreams and there's so much that can come from that. I... I'm even not staying present because I'll smoke the weed to stop having the thoughts to just zone out and just be like, duh, like it's, it's not working, right? So as to what is causing my issues overall, it's society and it's culture. But the root cause is that I have been begging my guides and my archangels to guide me through the healing that I most need, regardless if it's uncomfortable. So I would be pretty remiss to think that this isn't the answer to my prayers that I'm living through by having this exact experience. So earlier, that was my letter, end of letter. Earlier today, I was listening to a Brene Brown podcast and I'll probably be saying that non-fucking-stop because I, I mean, there's like hundreds of episodes and I just started finally. And she was talking about you know, to um, the guest she had on her show, talking about like different kinds of pain, right? And so what I am feeling right now, I am grateful and blessed to know that this is becoming pain. I am changing. I am transforming. I'm, I'm brand like even at a cellular level, like my mind, my neural pathways, I am changing. I am shifting into a newer version of me and I am becoming a newer version of me. And that is the pain and suffering I'm experiencing as opposed to, you know, the pain and suffering of self-betrayal, that, that's a whole nother level, right? And so the concept they were talking about that was really cool was if you sit with your pain and you're not afraid to like face it head on and feel it, you'll start to become familiar with different kinds of pain. And I have been doing this long enough to have a little bit of 
ability to do that myself. And when I heard that, it gave me so much relief because I'm like, that's what this is. This is that like, this is that becoming pain. And this is the kind of pain that after I'm able to work through it and experience some relief myself, I'm going to be a whole new woman. I'm going to look back and be like, that pain was an honor. This is the pain that I want. Okay. Not 24 seven, but I guess shit was getting a little too comfortable. So we had to go and shake things up. Right. Okay. Some tools and resources I found that can start to help give you some relief right away. And this is all stuff I found just within the last few days. First and foremost, this book is called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. It is written by Emily and Amelia Nagasaki. They are twin sisters. Um, And I found them by way of a podcast episode. So go look up that book. It's like 10 bucks on Amazon, but also you could just use that library app like Libby or whatever I think it is and just get it for free from the library perhaps. Um, So there's several podcast episodes that you can find that feature Emily and Amelia Nagasaki. Um, you can just like look it up on Spotify or whatever app you use. One of the episodes I listened to was an hour-long podcast with Brene Brown, which is how I found her podcast, which is how I was like, maybe I should give her a chance. <laughs> um, and that's going to give you a tremendous amount of tools to help you complete the stress cycle, which I'm almost entirely certain after learning about it is what my problem is, and it could very well be yours too. So what the fuck is the stress cycle? And what the hell does that have to do with burnout? What? Okay. So um, if you're not triggered by like animal stuff, you should Google like probably like stress cycle completion in animals, for example. But like there's I – mean, I just say that because it's possible you could see like a lion like video like attacking another animal. So if you're sensitive like me, maybe don't do that and just – Think of the scenario instead that I'm going to share. So in the wild, imagine that there's a lion and um, what the fuck, bro? I live, I'm like, is that, a, is that a jekyll? I can't even think of it now. All right. We're just going to say fucking deer because I have brain fog from the burnout, as you probably can imagine. There's a lion and there's a deer. And... This deer realizes, oh my God, I am fucked because this lion is coming for them and just like attacked them and knocked their ass down. And this deer now has their response, right? To fight, flight, or freeze. Typically, like in that scenario where it's like, I. Here's what I found. Shut up, Siri. (laughs) Usually in the animal, like, scenario like this, you know, if you've just been fucking tackled by a lion, you probably are not going to be able to outrun them if you're a deer and you probably aren't going to be able to fight them off. So your only option is to freeze. So you freeze as the deer lay there, play dead. The lion gets cocky and is like, yeah, take that bitch. I'm going to go back and get my family and bring them back for lunch. And so when they do that, the deer can get up and can now fucking escape. Okay. But what happened is like the stress cycle has not been completed. This animal just was faced with certain death. This animal was like, I am fucking going to die right now. It is over. And its body is feeling that too. So that animal 
has to go get to safety and then complete the stress cycle. So what does it do? It starts shaking like all fucking crazy, dude. Actually, I think at the example I saw, they started doing this like while the lion was away. They didn't even get up from like where they were playing dead. And they started shaking and moving all fucking weird. And you're like, what? It's almost like they're having a seizure or something. Um, and then they get up and they just run away and they're on with their life like nothing ever happened. Like literally. And so the same thing happens to us over and over and over again. But our brains don't realize that we're not in a life or death scenario. Okay. So like when you're nervous to do this Zoom presentation, your brain thinks you're going to die. You know, when you're trying something new, your brain thinks you're going to die. When somebody cuts you off in traffic and it's scary, you think you're going to die. But but you're not, okay? And then what happens to us is we just go on with life accumulating these stress responses in our bodies, right? And we never complete the cycle. Like literally, just think of how many things have happened to you already today or just yesterday that probably ignited that stress within your body and then you never allowed it to complete. That is why we're so fucking miserable and I'm like dead ass. I'm like, I don't even need my coaching call or my energy healing. I already figured it all out. <laughs> um, I am not, I have never completed a stress cycle in my fucking life. Okay. So I have 34 years of built up stress in my body and now I've started to work through it, which I'm going to share the ways to complete it, the stress cycle in just a minute. I'm starting to feel like very brain foggy and zony and like tired and also just feels like everything's like at least 50% harder to do. It's harder to like take these meetings and like be articulate at work and and really feel on top of my game. It's harder to even go for a walk with my dog. My body feels fucking heavy and sluggish. And like, I just want to rest all the time. And I haven't even read anything about this, but I remember seeing like TikToks all over the place back in the day talking about when you finally come out of living in survival mode and fight or flight after years, which apparently that's what I've been doing, your, your body does kind of fucking collapse and you're exhausted and you do need a shitload of rest. So with that, let's talk about ways to complete the stress cycle. Um, and they're all in that burnout book that I referenced by those twin sisters. So check that out for sure. They talk about it in the podcast too. So if you don't want to buy the book, look up the Brene Brown podcast with those two uh, women. So once again, it is, where are you ladies? Emily and Amelia Nagasaki. Um, you can get the these for free. So uh, physical activity is the first one. So obviously we just talked about that and in the animal kingdom, right? They're usually going to like shake. Even think about your dog or your cat. How many times a day do they shake, right? Something happens on a walk with my dog where we get spooked. He immediately shakes off afterwards. He completed his stress cycle. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm just fucking keeping this all in this vessel I have. I can't believe I can even move at this point or talk or think. Like, holy fuck. Um, so physical activity-wise, like anything works, right? Walk, yoga, whatever. So for me in the morning, I wake up, I drive to the gym. I don't really need to complete my stress response if anything stressful happened in the car because I'm immediately moving. And then I drive home and I fuck around with my VR and do more physical movement. So I in the mornings, I'm good. It's like as the day goes on and I start running errands and I start doing things that I forget about this. And I mean, I didn't even know that I was supposed to be doing this until like two days ago. So um, if say you're in like the, a, a meeting, 
in person, right? Or like an interview, like something where you're like, I can't just like get up and do jumping jacks, okay? Which I literally did yesterday after some lady almost crashed into me and I like got to the next place I was going. I'm like, I'm doing some 30 jumping jack in this parking lot before I go inside or else I'm going to forget and I'm going to carry this with me. Um, so, but if you're in a place where you can't do that, you can squeeze and tense up every single muscle in your body like as hard as you can so that like your whole body's like kind of shaking a little bit. I mean, you might not want to do that in a meeting. You might look kind of fucking weird, but if you just like go to the bathroom, you can just hide in the bathroom stall and do that and that completes your stress cycle. But it doesn't have to be physical activity. Another thing is breath work, simply breathing. There are so many different breathing techniques. Look up one that works great for you. Um, Typically for me, if I'm just like in a panic and I can't remember anything, I do like a four inhale, a four second hold, and then an eight second exhale. Just do that for like 30 seconds or a minute. Done. Apparently a 20 second hug works. It's got to be a longer hug though. Um, So I've been making my husband hug me nonstop. Positive social interaction. This You've, you've got to think about this, right? It's got to be positive social interaction, not just social interaction. And the comparison for this of like back in the day is like the caveman went out to go hunting and he almost got murked by a saber-toothed tiger, but did not and made it was able to make it back to his cave and his crew. And when he got there and told everybody what happened and everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe you didn't die. Holy shit. And everybody's like jumping up and down celebrating. They're probably lifting this caveman up and they're like, thank God you're okay. That is positive social interaction because then your body and your nervous system and your mind knows that you're safe. Deep belly laughing also works, but you can't really like force yourself into this and like I'm somebody where I'm like yeah fucking fat chance dude you're not gonna get me to deep belly laugh unless it's like you're really catching me off guard so it can't be fake laughing it's got to be the kind of laughing where you're like laughing so hard that your abs hurt and you're like crying and can't breathe that signals the completion of the stress cycle because you're safe and another thing that many of us were taught to not do is cry however crying helps you complete the stress cycle as well if you can just truly lean into the experience of crying you don't have to be fueling it with stories that's the problem okay we're we're fueling our emotion discomfort with stories and like that's not helping it's got to be just in your body so cry and like just feel what it feels like to cry and be with that until it completes. You'll know when it completes. So those are some ways that you can start to really focus on completing your stress cycle. And I mean, I have no idea what the experts would say, but I would say when in doubt, just fucking shake and like, or do some jumping jacks. Even if you're not sure, like I'd rather be overly completing the stress cycle than not. Finally, I have reducing the noise, but this is like a whole giant section and segment in itself. So first of all, reduce screen time as much as possible. I know that that is really hard to do, but I have been doing that myself and it truly is life-changing. You've just got to commit to it. So I put my phone on do not disturb for the most part because right now like reducing the noise is so important because if I allow all of this noise and these distractions and everything to creep in and fill up the white space and take up all of the free time I have in the day, I am even angrier. I am like so on edge, like just too many texts on my phone will send me into a spiral of like crying and like rage right now. Okay. With like how I feel with the just exhaustion of the burnout. So it is like 
simplifying my life as much as possible, reducing as much of the noise as possible. So I am do not disturbing my phone for the most part, if you can. I've even found myself walking my dog in silence lately as opposed to consuming content. I usually have my AirPods in and I'm listening to music or podcast or something. But it's like, I find myself being like, all right, I have a moment of like silence of like white space. And I'm like, how can I fill it with something to fucking distract me? And it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, let's just walk my dog and be present. Now that it's summer, I've been meditating outside midday. Uh, like go put a little like blanket in the grass. So I'm kind of grounded. And I have increased my meditations from one time each morning to at least twice a day, sometimes even three times a day, because I'm just honestly like that's the only time I'm truly present and like truly feel free. I continue to send light to anyone and everyone who rubs me the wrong way or triggers me so that I can have as much peace of mind as possible. I do not have room to be triggered by someone and let that stay with me all day. I literally can't carry it. I will fucking explode. So light it is to everyone. I have stopped all social media, like even the talk, you guys, and I'm a fucking hoe for some TikTok, um, but I haven't been on that in several days because even as I was meditating before my burnout kicked in, I was getting a message of like, these aren't your thoughts. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, yeah, why am? It's like, I'm like just scrolling mindlessly on TikTok every chance I get consuming all of these other people's thoughts and opinions instead of just going within and finding my own, hence the increased meditation. I have had to replace that though, because I, I still like keep reaching for my phone, reaching for my phone. And so like what's stopping me from opening TikTok? I had to put something else in its place. So I downloaded Duolingo and I'm teaching myself Spanish instead of going through TikTok. I downloaded a bird song identification app. So while I'm walking or sitting outside or meditating, I can have it listen to which birds are singing around me and tell me which birds are in my area. Um, obviously the meditation, I've filled the space with reading. And it doesn't even have to be like, I'm reading some self-help books right now, but I always mix it up and throw fiction books in there too. Because if I just do all self-help, I will fucking go crazy. And like, so it is okay. You don't have to be all self-help all the time. Like you can watch something that you like that's fiction. You can read something that's cool and, and fiction. It doesn't have to be all self-help all the time. Um, but this way, right, if I replace my social media, I'm doing something that's either productive or it's something that allows me to not be inundated with information and other people's opinions and ads and just more shit I don't need and even more notifications on my phone to distract me. So to that, a sub point, I have also realized that I have an obsession with checking my phone. I am like every five minutes basically looking at, do I have any emails? Do I have any new texts or a notification? Did somebody send me something in Messenger? Because that's literally how it feels inside of me. It gives me that same stressed out feeling, that same panicky, oh my God, I better check. What if I miss something? Feeling that's causing all of my angst. So what's even crazier is, get this, I recently added a shadow root to my platinum hair. So it's like a dark brown root with my blonde hair, whereas before it was just like all blonde all the way to the root. I looked like Draco Malfoy. <laughs> so as I've been healing through all of this over the last few days, like I don't even know if I'd call it healing. I think like under, just understanding and learning. Um, but, I, you know, I've had more awareness. So I'm not allowing myself to plan, list make, do all these to-do lists and things that don't need to be done right now. 
right? That I, so now that that's reduced, what has shown up is I've been obsessing over my hair and worrying that it's like somehow made me uglier. And that I, I just, I'm like, I've got to figure out if I'm going to dye it back blonde or not. Like, guess what? My body feels exactly the same way that it does when I'm stressing over making lists, to-do lists, checking emails, checking slacks. It's the same fucking feeling. So this is not the first time something like this has happened to me, but it could be the first time something like this happens to you. It is likely your mind will find another way to do the same thing. But it's going to present itself differently and it's going to be sneakier and it's going to be harder to tell that it's the same fucking thing. So you're going to have to practice your awareness with this and be gentle with yourself when you realize it's happening because it will, and it's going to happen all throughout your life. Like things that you think you have healed will come back around, some of them, right? And they'll present themselves in new and sneakier ways. It's the same way that if you are stuck in a pattern of like, codependent or toxic relationships and you do not heal that, you might leave a partner, but the next partner that you fucking find is going to be literally the same person with just a different face and a name. Maybe not right away, but once you get comfortable and things settle in, it's the exact same experience. And so that's the same concept here. From what I understand, this like sneakier presenting itself in a different way that's harder for you to identify thing. It's my slash your ego going absolutely insane because we're actively pursuing change. We are on a mission to rewire our brains and the ego does not like change. It likes status quo and comfy. Okay. So that's nothing I read anywhere. That is just, I'm speaking from intuition. I'll keep bringing more of this to you guys as I continue to learn and grow through this. But I was like, this is weighing on me so heavy and is so consuming in my life right now. Burnout or not, I'm making this episode and I'm so fucking happy that I sat down and made this episode for you guys. And this did not make me feel more burnt out. In fact, this made me feel more energized. So thank you for showing up and listening and giving me the ability to be able to do this and share this with you all. So that is everything that I have today for you, my loves. If you liked this episode, please, I would be so grateful if you rated, reviewed, subscribed, wherever you're listening today. You can subscribe and turn off notifications. I don't care, but like the subscription would be awesome. Uh, And then make sure that you share this podcast, especially this episode with somebody who needs it. May that be a friend, family member, or colleague. Um, And then last but not least, I'd love to hear from you. So you can write in with any topics you're interested in me covering. I will absolutely add that to my list if I can help and and cover that and have knowledge on it. Um, You can write in with anything that you're having a difficult time understanding so that I can unpack it for everybody in an easier to understand way. Or write in even to share your own transformation journey. If I can capture enough of these, I can actually do like a listener story episode. My email is regretproofwithjesse at gmail.com. That's Jesse with an I-E at the end. And that's it, guys. I'm signing off for now, homies. Keep it real. Keep going. Keep creating. You are in charge. You get to decide what your life looks like. Okay. Bye.